We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah. Old school players and new school rules. Cats jumping around like kangaroos. The NFL is ready to crank itself up. I, after what we've been seeing with the Red Sox, it's been blah, bring football on. Thank you so much for hanging out. It's KJ. And so I'm going to rank the AFC quarterbacks. And because everybody knows the argument towards the top, I'm going to show you how there's a legitimate argument that Mac Jones is one of the five worst quarterbacks in the AFC. Oh, come on, KJ. You're being hard on me. No, no, Mm-mm. Follow. So I've compiled a list of AFC quarterbacks, and I, I didn't refer to anybody else. I have my own eyes. I mean, for God's sakes. And, Ethan, I want you to join in because Ethan's got a neat podcast that's really football-heavy, so I know you're excited about that. Plus, I always feel like I should give love to the guys who are working behind the boards here on the, stu- in the station. I mean, because, you know, you mean you can always press the wrong button on purpose. <laughs> love me some good football talk, that's okay. for sure. So I'm going to give you the order top to bottom. And the reason why I'm doing that is because, well, I'm kind of giving away that Mac Jones will not make it in the first break. So my top quarterback in the AFC is Patrick Mahomes. And the reason why I say that he's still king is because in order to be the man, you have to beat the man. And I think Patrick Mahomes now won't have to be as dependent on his passing game this year. That's going to make him a better overall quarterback. So not necessarily that his numbers are going to be way up there and super gaudy. He just knows how to win games, and I think he is now at that point where he is almost like if Eric Bieniemy took a job next year, Patrick Mahomes would not have to worry about anything of whoever comes in to play. He probably helps teach them. I still, I still put Patrick Mahomes as number one. Agree or disagree? I agree. Actually, I did a quarterback rankings pretty recently, and so I agree with where we have Mahomes. Number two, I have Josh Allen. It's kind of like the prince of of the kingdom, right? He is the now heir apparent, and because of what he can do with his legs and because Buffalo has given him weapons um, that don't cost a lot now, we'll get into cost in a little bit, that it, it makes Josh Allen, to me, the number two quarterback in the AFC. Agree or disagree? I agree with this one as well. I have Allen behind Mahomes as well. All right. So number three, I go with Justin Herbert with the Chargers. Because he's got two stud receivers, he's got a very serviceable tight end, he's got a decent running game, and he's got an offensive coordinator who's going to take chances. I think as Justin Herbert continues to grow, you'll see less and less mistakes. He's going to be, I think he's the number three quarterback in the league, uh, in the AFC. 
This is where I start to deviate a bit. Um, I actually have a couple of guys further down on the list above Justin Herbert. Not a ton, but a couple of guys. So Okay. Now, remember, we're just talking AFC. We're not talking NFC. So you will not hear Brady. You will not hear Rogers' name. Uh, you won't hear Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I still, I still have two guys on your list above him. Okay. Number four, I have Russell Wilson. And the reason why that I have Russell Wilson behind Justin Herbert is because there is some mileage on Russell Wilson. He's got great weapons on the outside. He's got an incredible running game, and he's got a stud defense. Now, just because I have him as the number four quarterback, like on a betting slip, I I actually rock with the Broncos to potentially go all the way in the AFC. So Russell Wilson has tools in place that he doesn't need to be the number one quarterback. He doesn't have to put up a whole lot of gaudy numbers, but he's going to be the one that's going to convert key third downs, be able to manage the clock when when they have leads, stuff that the Broncos couldn't do at all with Drew Locke. So I have Russell Wilson at four. You say you have a couple people probably ahead of him as well, too, right? Yeah, so so I guess to give some context for where I stand on these, um, for me, my number three guy, if I'm remembering the list I put together correctly, I want to say that my number three guy would end up being... Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson would be my number three in the AFC. I have a hard time uh, with how the media discredits him. I think he is one of the most versatile quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, So I would actually have him at number three. And then Joe Burrow, for me, is actually my number four going into the top five. Okay, so so we don't really have a super degree of separation as we get to it. Yeah. If you're just joining, we're, like, we're kind of just like flipping through a few spots here in this like top right. seven or so. Right. It's not like, hey, my number one is your number sixteen, right? Yeah, I'm not yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. look, I've got Zach Wilson too, you know. Uh, but we're talking about, and this is a self compiled list by myself of the the ranking of quarterbacks in the AFC only, AFC only. So if you're just joining in, Patrick Mahomes one, Josh Allen two, Justin Herbert three, Russell Wilson four. At five, I have Deshaun Watson. Now, this is a bit of a risk, but I believe that Deshaun Watson getting out of that bad situation in Houston and possibly looking like that, not only will he not miss a year, but he may miss as little as four games. He could be a big difference maker. So I have Deshaun Watson at five, more so because of where he can catapult the Browns himself, more so than, hey, he's just going to have this absolute bang-out season. I think he's going to show his real his real value in its first year of his deal with the Browns and potentially will win the Browns a playoff game, which I, that's why I have him at five at six. I have Joe Burrow. So you see where, like where we just have like this thin line where you flip a couple people and now we're getting into your air. at Joe, Joe Burrow at six. Uh, even though the Bengals have spent quite a bit of money to shore up their defense and do some things about their offensive line. I do wonder if Joe Burrow's tape now reveals more things that offenses can adjust to. So it's not that Joe Burrow's in a bad situation by having him rated sixth. I think it's one of those things that he's going to have to do more to show that Joe Burrow's really great than the run that he had towards the end of last season. Like a really good version of Mac Jones, but Mac Jones still is not close in this list. At seven, I have Lamar Jackson. And the reason why I have Lamar Jackson at seven is because the Ravens haven't done anything to improve the receiving core while trying to answer the question of, do you trust Lamar Jackson to get the ball downfield? So the reason, imagine a golf club. I know you don't play uh, play golf, Evan. But those of you who golf knows that, hey, if you want to get a shot anywhere that isn't off of the tee, always pull out your 7-iron. 
right? It's the it's the straightest iron to the ground. So whether you're in a bunch of rough over here, pull out that seven and choke up. If you're in a bunch of brush in, next to some trees, poke it out with a seven. Lamar Jackson is that guy. It's like, hey, I'll always get you out of a hole, but I'm not going to necessarily get you to the hole. Damn, that was really good, Kenny. That's my my legal name. If you thought I was just born KJ, like, come on, that's worse than putting an X on a birth certificate. All right, so before we go to trending, I'll go back through who I've named the first seven. Patrick Mahomes, one. Josh Allen, two. Justin Herbert, three. Russell Wilson, four. Deshaun uh, Watson, five. Joe Burrow, six. Lamar Jackson, seven. I will do the... Uh, you, you haven't heard Mac Jones' name. I will do the second half of the list. You're welcome to call in and chime in. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. I'll continue with the list of the ranking of quarterbacks in the AFC next. But right now, it's time to trend. The Greg Hill Show. Weekdays, 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, time now for what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com. The Red Sox taking another tough loss to the Yankees yesterday as they had in the All-Star break, getting slaughtered 13-2. to Things are not looking good, and now we are discussing selling as opposed to buying for the Red Sox as we near the trade deadline. Chris Sale hurting his left pinky in that game has been the talk the last 24 hours as now he had surgery today and will be out for an extended period of time with hopes that he will be able to come back for this season. Hopefully he does not end up getting shut down. Things do not regress as opposed to progress. Uh, But on a positive note for the Sox, we get to celebrate Rafael Devers this week because he is playing in the All-Star game and he'll be batting third in the lineup. So something to at least look forward to if you are a Sox fan right now coming off these. uh, I mean, what is that? 14 to 1 and then 13 to 2. That's a 27 to 3 uh, score line between the yeah, last two games. Like, I my mean, goodness. <laughs> I mean, we might have to pull out the who can relieve now parody from the beginning of the season. But what's unfortunate is a couple of names inside that song are gone. They're gone. And it's still the same problem. Yeah, it's a tough stuff to watch for the Sox right now. So hopefully things get better when we get back. But um, on top of that, yesterday, Cameron Smith during the Open pulled out what was an unbelievable come-from-behind victory, what felt like he was birdieing every single hole. And at one point, I believe he hit five or six birdies in a row, managed to walk his way into a 20-under-par victory where all the conversation was about Holland and McElroy going on a Sunday. He had the last laugh and was holding the championship trophy at the end of the afternoon. And then in Patriots news, excitement, hopefully, and something to spark some energy into uh, what Mark was talking about the the other day about how there seems to be no energy surrounding this team. Training camp for the rookies begins tomorrow. So hopefully guys like Tyquan Thornton, Cole Strange, Jack Jones, among others, can maybe spark a little bit of excitement into what has been a very, what feels flat offseason for the Patriots. But that is what's trending. I am Ethan Hursadulu. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Late night, KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out on WEEI 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Hail Mary! Run quick C! Doing the ranking of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. In the AFC. So if a text comes in and says, this Dodo doesn't have Tom Brady on there, then I would say you have not taken off your Tom Brady jersey or you might have been in a coma for three years. Just the AFC. The premise is to show that despite what everybody has is hope and hype and Mac will grow, you will not see Macro. You saw what I did there? Macro, you won't see. Yeah. So we've done the top seven so far. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Josh Allen. Number three, Justin Herbert. Now, this is according to me. Even Ethan has some uh, variations, but they're not that far off. I have Russell Wilson at four, Deshaun Watson at five, Joe Burrow at six, Lamar Jackson at seven, and that's where we left off. At number eight, I have Derek Carr. With Josh McDaniels, The weapon in Devontae Adams, where congratulations, he is now a 99 receiver on Madden, which means everything. But it also means your number can only go down. I think Justin Jefferson, by the end of the season, may have the highest. I I don't even want to get into that conversation, but I cannot believe he's a 93. I think that's disrespectful. Because I think there's going to be area for growth. No one wants to see, you know, like, we're talking about the Raiders and we're talking about Derek Carr here. I'll get to him in a second. But, you know, with these Madden ratings, it's funny, you know, it's, I would rather have the 99 by the time the season ended, which I think Justin Jefferson will. I think he's going to just going to have an absolute monster season where, you know, if you're Devontae Adams, you, you drop down from a 99 to a 97. You're like, oh, gosh. Or, you know, or a 96. What happened to him? But, you know, Derek Carr now has a legit weapon on the outside already with Darren Waller to, to cover the seams in, in, in the red zone. You've got two red zone weapons. Um, that's kind of where it ends, but you'll see a lot of high scoring, a lot of high yards from Derek Carr. But I don't think it really moves him in the needle in terms of making him a better quarterback in the AFC um, because he was middle of the road to me last year. Uh, will they be a playoff team this year? It would be very hard to see that unless we see something I don't think we've ever seen, which is all four teams from one division win the division and take up all the other wild cards, you know, like that would be an amazing thing to see. But it, it you know, most prognosticators would tell you that out of the chiefs, the Raiders, the Broncos and the chargers, the Raiders are kind of like the odd team out. So Derek Carr, better weapons, better offensive mind, better offensive scheme. Um, it, it's really, I think more a celebration for Josh McDaniels to be able to have, a pro quarterback who can give you three, 4,000 yards in a, in a season. And again, I haven't gotten to Mac Jones yet. At number nine, I've got Matt Ryan with the Colts. Now, we're not talking Matty Ice of the Super Bowl, but we are talking about a Matt Ryan who was a clear upgrade from Carson Wentz. In fact, Matt Ryan has the benefit of an incredible running game and an amazing defense. So Matt Ryan will not be dependent on putting up all those yards, even in, even as he did in all those bad seasons uh, in 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 Atlanta, where you know a Matt Ryan that doesn't make mistakes 
is a Colts team that probably wins the AFC South. Literally, Carson Wentz dropped the ball into the Jaguars' hands last year and not only lost their chance to win the division, which they had like with two games to go, missed the playoffs. So I, I think Matt Ryan doesn't need to be this great resurgent quarterback. He just needs to be decent, and he's at nine. At 10, Ryan Tannehill for the Titans. Uh, after what happened last year, I think the leash is, leash is even shorter. And let's be honest, I, I had Ryan Tannehill kind of the best as the question marks last year, and that's kind of where he is this year. Um, I don't know what there's more to say about Ryan Tannehill other than he's a quarterback in the NFL. He's 10th in the AFC to me. Number 11, here's Mac Jones. This is pretty much where I had him last year. Right? I mean, for those who think that there's going to be this great improvement, you you might tell me, you might be able to sell me that he might do better than Ryan Tannehill. That's it. I was just going to say, that's probably my one disagreement is I'd probably take Mac Jones over Ryan Tannehill after seeing the uh, ending of the season with Tannehill last year. Well, here's why I say Tannehill over Mac Jones for this season is because Ryan Tannehill has a running game that doesn't require him to throw for 300 yards. Mac Jones is now going to be looked upon to probably put that ball up in the air a lot more, and that's what teams say that they want, is to Mac Jones to beat them. And I think this is going to be their season where they're going to say, oh, he's really going to try it out. So to round out the bottom, the, the other ones below him, Tua at 12, Trevor Lawrence at 13, Mitch Trubisky 14, Zach Wilson 15, Davis Mills 16. That's how I see them. I want Davis Mills to be higher on your list, but I also don't feel like he can be higher on the list. Yeah, I actually really like Davis Mills. I was super high on him going into the draft. Right. I, I wanted the Steelers to actually get him and develop him a year behind Roethlisberger. Right. But um, I, I want him to be higher, but I just don't think he can't be it's higher. It's very hard. To, it's very hard because you know that they've gone and shopped for, for Zach Wilson. And if anything, Davis Mills may outperform Zach Wilson While I have no concern for Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson's story going into training camp and the way that New York is set up, because let's just on here's the secret that most New Yorkers would never want you to be would never want discussed out loud on sports talk radio. They love the Yankees so much because everything else sucks. Everything else, like this is they're going to go crazy for the Yankees because come the fall, there's going to be more conversation about Zach Wilson's mom's friend than Zach Wilson's quarterback play. So because of that, that. well, that could be enough of a distraction in a sophomore jinx type year, and this guy could end up being, he could be as miserable as a Jets quarterback since Ken O'Brien, and that's going way back. You know, it's just like, I hate this place. I don't know why they they have me here. I want to go home. And they'll just lay into him, right? Because if you look on the NFC side with the Giants, I mean, like, gosh, if Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones had to have a shootout, for your life, you'd be like, you know what? I'm about to die. These guys suck. So Davis Mills, if anybody, he, if, okay, best case scenario, Davis Mills moves up right behind Trevor Lawrence. I was, I was just going to say, I feel like 14 is probably his cap. Also, it could be a little bit higher. I kind of. I... Trevor Lawrence could struggle. I don't see Tua struggling this year because most people think like, hey, just throw it to Tyreek Hill deep. You're like, well, what if you throw it to Tyreek Hill right at the line of scrimmage? He shakes you once, he's gone. Peace, I'm out, he the cheetah. 
Yeah. You know, so so they, they, I think people have the wrong construct about Tua in terms of like him being able to throw the ball downfield. You know, there are other ways to get the ball downfield, throwing it without having to throw it like a bomb. This is not, you know, it's not Tecmo Bowl. You know, this is knowing what you have as a skill set in front of you. You know, if you're if you're if you're a cornerback, you're not playing press coverage against Tyreek Hill. You stupid, <laughs> or are you dumb? Right? You you're giving a little cushion because if he gets past you. Then then Tua then Tua can throw it very weakly and he'd still catch it you know so uh, you know I I think Tua probably shows that that he's not better than Mac Jones I think I think that will 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 be the interesting part because I think Mac Jones is going to have so much to do this year but it won't necessarily be successful he'll just do a lot and not be successful team wise right not Mac Jones wise but team wise so those are your sixteen but then I found out something interesting. According to Sport Track, these are teams spending on receivers in the AFC. All right. So I'll tell you, Patrick Mahomes is number one, but this year the Chiefs are only 10th in the AFC in terms of spending on receivers. Make sense? So, in other words, the Chiefs believe that Patrick Mahomes can get so many things done that they don't need high priced receivers for them to be back where they need to be. All right. Josh Allen at number two. The Bills have spent the seventh most in the AFC on uh, receivers. And that's because uh, Stephon Diggs got his payday. Um, and it's it's a hefty payday, so it's going to take a big chunk of, of the receiver uh, cap. Number three, the Chargers. Justin Herbert I have as the quarterback, and the Chargers are number one when you have Keenan Allen and you just paid Mike Williams to stay. That's why it's such a high number, but that's also why I think the Chargers are super dangerous this year. Russell Wilson I have at fourth, but would you be surprised the Broncos are eighth in wide receiver receiver spending? That's because they've got a a couple of really good rookies that you're not paying a whole lot just yet that are already performing. So that's an area of growth and danger. That's why I say watch out for the Broncos because they already have guys that are really good and they're not paying out a whole lot of money. Deshaun Watson at five. The Browns are 13th in spending on receivers. We kind of talked about this on Dondero, KJ and Dondero yesterday. You know, Mark was like, who do they have? Really, it's Amari Cooper and the and the Brown receiverettes. Donovan you know? People Jones is uh, somebody we I was trying to think of his name yesterday when we were talking about that. If, I couldn't if, think of his name, but he deserves tr- he deserves his name to be dropped. Well, his name will be dropped, but it's not why they dropped any money in the bucket. We're talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. 13th out of 16. I was just talking in terms of who they have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is what makes the Bengals dangerous. Joe Burrow, who I have at six, you have him higher. The Bengals are fifth highest in their receiving, you know, paying for their receivers. And keep in mind uh, that Jamar Chase is still on a rookie deal. So That's you, crazy to me. They're yeah, really that high? Yeah, they're high, that in terms of wide receiving spending, they're fifth. Because they have T. Higgins, who's still on his rookie deal. Jamar right. Chase is on his rookie deal, but they're also high drafted rookies. They're high, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're, that's they're, true. Yeah, they're, they're high numbered. Guys. They're higher up guys. And I think I'm pretty sure uh, Boyd's probably making a decent amount of money. He's one of the better, right? Exactly. He was a high draft pick as well. Yeah, a few years ago, Lamar Jackson, and this is why I talked about why I had him at seventh. The Ravens are 16th. They're last in the AFC on spending for receivers. So that there's your story right there. Where Lamar Jackson is going to struggle, I think, is because the Ravens don't invest in receivers. And the other part of it is I don't think free agent receivers are really running there saying, I can change Lamar when you don't want to be out there. Throw it to me. I'm open. I'm open. This isn't Pop Warner. 
Derek Carr at eight. The Raiders are 11th in spending. So just as I was saying a couple moments ago, well, yeah, you have Waller, who's a tight end, who doesn't get credited towards the wide receiving spending. You're really talking about Devontae Adams and the Raiderettes, right? So so that's why the Raiders well, just numbers... just paid Hunter Renfro. That's, cra- that's, like, that's crazy to me, too. Yeah, but, it, it, but Hunter Renfro is not going to demand the type of money that he would have three, four years ago. So the re-sign is more of a, of a, a team deal, more so than it's like, hey, Hunter Renfro, you know, we're going all in on you. They, they realize that they need someone else... Because the double team, you you will see Devontae Adams probably double teamed bracket coverage virtually on 80% of the plays, unless it's like third and 15. Then you probably might see man coverage with some over the top, right? Like over the top, they hit him at 12 yards. Uh, Matt Ryan with the Colts at nine. The Colts are 15th in spending at receivers. Uh, that's because they lean on their running game so much. And I, I could see them potentially making a move inside of the season to probably shore that up, especially if the Titans with Ryan Tannehill, who was at 10, who are 12th in spending. Um, the Titans are going to be, it's going to be a very interesting situation for them with A.J. Brown gone. Um, this is where, where we talked about how you could see Mac Jones going ahead of Ryan Tannehill. It could be because of the Titans not reinvesting in a wide receiver and putting too much in that Denry, uh, uh, Derrick Henry basket. So Mac Jones at 11, the Patriots, get ready for this. Number two in wide receiving spender, wide receiver spending. Would you think that? I would just because I know how much they invested last year at the wide receiver spot. Here's why. Here are your top cap space eaters for wide receivers across the entire NFL. Number one, Kenny Galladay for the Giants. He signed that big deal. Number two, Keenan Allen for the Chargers. Number three, DeAndre Hopkins. Number four, Cooper Cup. You're like, okay, those four receivers, even if you have your questions about Galladay, he has shown he's performed. You know who number five is? Nelson Aguilar takes up 7% of the entire team's salary cap. Back to my initial thesis statement. Mac Jones is going to struggle this year. And let me say those names ahead of Aguilar in terms of who teams say, you know what, these guys are going to eat up cap. Kenny Galladay, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup. Nelson Aguilar. Has anybody in Boston sports media said that Nel- – has anyone hypothesized – that Nelson Aguilar is going to be the best is the best receiver right now that the Patriots have. Some people don't even have him as the fourth, and they don't even they don't even run a four wide. But he's the fifth highest cap eating receiver in the league. Think of all those names you didn't hear me say ahead of him. Fifth. And I wonder if Bill kind of, well, I can't use that term because, I mean, even though it's late at night. Let's just call it a premature. You can fill in the rest. When Bill had all that money to spend, you knew you were getting a rookie quarterback in the draft, and you overspent. Well, no, put it this way. You didn't overspend. You spent close to $200 million, But you didn't buy, you didn't buy ripe, you, you, you didn't buy ripe fruit. John U. Smith, 
<laughs> we could say what that is already. Nelson Aguilar, I mean, right there is $22 million between the two, I believe. Guaranteed. You know, the, the, the coming narrative is going to be, well, gosh, if Bill can't draft offensive playmakers, i.e. Nikhil Harry, in the draft, and then when he finally spends money and he buys kind of rotten groceries, what's going on? What What is the future? How does Mac Jones grow? You know, I know there are people who are like, man, you know, if De, you know, Devontae Parker showed, you know, he showed some flesh against the Patriots. He scorched the Patriots. I say, you know what? The first game of a season and the last game of a season, you can't really soup, you can't really gauge because if you're already a winning team and you know you're heading to the playoffs, so what if he burns you for 150 yards and it's a loss? <laughs> you're getting ready for next week. And sometimes at the beginning of a season, i.e., last year, well, you got some adjustments and growing pains going into week one last year people were like wow so cam newton started all the preseason games and he's gone and now mac is the quarterback and this is just starting to okay there might be some rough patches at the beginning i think i found where Devonte parker only had one or two games where he had more than 100 yards receiving and they won and and miami won right it's like two and six something like that Anywhere against bad teams. So, like, I I don't want to see you with 100 yards in a game where you lost. That tells me, hey, we got to throw the ball. So, until I see on the field the Devontae Parker, I, I, I can only get excited from what I've seen inside of this system with these players, and the only one that makes me go, huh, is Kendrick Bourne. Jacoby Myers, solid. Defendable, but solid. Aguilar, now, the benefit could be because, you know, this is his last year saying with John o. Smith, these guys may play out of their face this year just so they can get a contract somewhere else next year. That would be a benefit to to the fan base, right? Like, these guys showed up. But then the question at the end of the season is like, okay, do you resign these guys <laughs> for more? No. So you literally have a couple of key players that you spent or overspent for a year ago that may now try and overplay themselves talent-wise, you know, try and do so much more, suddenly catch every ball thrown to them. And you wonder, where was this before? This is a contract year. Things to think about. I- I've said this before here on the air. Like, Aguilar is a flop this year. I mean, that's bargain basement material right there. You're talking about like, hey, we brought him, we can bring him in for a veteran minimum. Maybe you can help out. Do some special teams. You think you think you still got some special teams legs in you? Returns? No, I like wedge block. John U. Smith, same thing. So when I look at these quarterbacks in the AFC, automatically this tells me that, well, the Patriots are not going to sniff the playoffs. Chiefs are going to be in. Bills are going to be in. Chargers in. I'd say Broncos are in. Browns, that could be a question mark, depending on Deshaun Watson. Bengals are in. Ravens, that could be a question mark. Raiders, a question mark. The Colts, yeah. Titans, yeah, because they're in the South, so they get, what, four four games against the Jaguars and, 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 and Houston? So you could already put four on the board for them. Then you have to say, will the Patriots outperform the Dolphins? You know, Vegas money has them even to be second. But I think that's more upon 
them expecting Tua to get hurt because if he gets hurt there in Miami, then it might be a bit of a different story. And I think the Steelers are a bit of a surprise that I have Mitch Trubisky down there at 14 because I think Mitch Trubisky may show some things that some people know that he has in him but doesn't have the noise of Chicago and uh, and was able to sit and watch things behind Josh Allen last year. And he's got a great defense there in Pittsburgh. But it's not going to be pretty for the Patriots. It, it, it just isn't. And I can't, I can't see how the argument is there that Mac grows but the team doesn't, right? That I, I I can't see how those two things fit because what's the point of suddenly, hey, we now have a Mac Jones that can throw for 300 yards, but he's throwing for 300 yards because the team is down by 15. That's not really throwing for 300 yards. It's just throwing to kind of, you know, get people to buy another beer, stay around for the fourth quarter. Helicopter just left. Oh, boy. I was at that Saints game last year, boy. Kraft got in that helicopter, started the fourth quarter. I was like, he is pissed. It wasn't like with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. It was like, damn, there's still like 12 minutes left. There's still like 11, 12 minutes left of this. He's pretty much leaving. So, look, the fan base, uh, look, you know, sometimes you hear this term that you uh, hope for the best and expect the, expect the worst, but hope for the best. I think that's kind of the silence that you hear of the fan base right now. And you don't have the pressure of a, of a return to, to Foxborough, Tom Brady game this year. You know, the Jags are not on the schedule. The Texans are not on the schedule this year. You know, when you, when you have that good fortune of getting a rookie to make the playoffs, I, I've said it, I've been blue in the face, and that's very hard for a black guy to do, is that, the move would have been to get a high-priced, high-quality A1 receiver that's established themselves in the league just just so that when teams have to prepare for the Patriots, they have to sit down and talk about this clear 1A receiver. I was really hoping they would make a run at Mike Williams, someone like that. Somewhere you have to say, we have to defend this guy on all, all three levels of the field, intermediate, short, and deep. Like there's there's nobody losing sleep over that, and that's a shame because Mac throws an incredible, he throws a very precise ball. But Mac at eleven in the AFC, oh my gosh, Ethan, imagine if I mixed in NFC quarterbacks in here as well. People would have my head because I would have him below. I'd have him below Kirk Cousins. Um, I, I think he fall. I think he falls somewhere within the middle of the pack. I, I'm not too high on a bunch of the NFC quarterbacks. Yeah, so there's a lot of bad ones. That's true. I definitely like the AFC side of the quarterback rankings is definitely loaded. Right. Yeah. No. But but again, it's it is quarterback you on that side. That's for sure. Yeah. But you know, if you're looking at people like Stafford and Kirk Cousins, who I think is better, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, of course. Trying to think, who else do I have for me NFC that I would like better than Mac for sure? Four Dak Prescott, top, yeah, honestly, four off the. I actually, so I have a. I'm not a big fan of Prescott. I don't actually think I would take Prescott over Mac Jones. But are you kidding? I, I'm not kidding on that one. <laughs> I I'm not considering Drug test tomorrow morning. Considering just, I'll keep it short. Considering the amount of talent he has had around him the entire time he's been there, I know he got hurt for a year, so he missed a lot of time. I controversial opinion or not, I I don't believe in him quite yet. I need to see. This is a big year for me in truly believing him or not. 
Okay, so here's a really I just simple think way. He to... gets to beat down on a hapless NFC East division and okay, well, hasn't had as much success as he should have. Let, let me ask you this. If you put Mac Jones on the Cowboys, do the Cowboys get the same results? As last year? Yeah. Uh, mm. Maybe. Okay, maybe. then there's there's your answer, right? Because if you put Dak, Dak Prescott on the on the Patriots right now, you could still get those same results, maybe even a little bit better. Right, so that's how you know. Instead of like, hey, put them on the better team, and could they perform as well? Like, I would put Mac Jones somewhere in the conversation with Jalen Hurts. Um, I'd probably put him a little bit of, ahead of Carson Wentz. It it, it would be uh, show I'm me. I'm a Colts fan, so I would 100 percent put him. Yeah, over I, Carson Wentz. I, yeah, Carson Wentz. <laughs> but going into last year, I was like, you know what? Hey, I would watch the Carson Wentz Mac Jones story because I thought that Mac Jones waterline last year was Carson Wentz Baker Mayfield. You know. Uh, I'm not a buyer in Trey Lance. I don't even think he'll be on the field. I think Garoppolo comes back. He's ahead of he's ahead of Jared Goff and Justin Fields. Maybe somewhere in that Goff conversation. He's Mac is better than Daniel Jones, and Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. So he would finish a bet. He would finish ahead of clearly a lot more NFC quarterbacks. But still, somewhere in that middle, lower middle yeah, pack. I, I, so, like, if I was to guess a number, I think like sixteen or seventeen at worst. Because off the top yeah. of my head, I would take Brady, Rogers. Uh, you said Cousins. I think Cousins is vastly underrated. I believe um, so too. And then Matthew Stafford. Those are like the four off the top of my head that I could say that I would definitely right. take. And then, right. like I said, I'm like fifty fifty on Prescott and Jones. And so, so we could probably say Mac would be somewhere between sixteen and twenty overall in the league. I'd say 17 is as low as you'd go. Yeah, so I, again, it's going to be tough this year. And 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 look, I, I try to be as honest as possible. I wasn't going to sit here and tell you that, oh, man, Trevor Lawrence is going to have a breakout year. He's going to be better than Mac Jones. I'm like, I'm not going to feed you that bullcrap narrative. Mac Jones is a, he's a solid quarterback, but they're just not solid pieces around him. You know, if you're good, you need great around you. If you're great, then good could be around you, right? Tom Brady's a great example. Tom Brady can do it with good. He's just been able to do it with great. This dude can sit there and eat grapes like a like an arrogant Roman with the team he has now. But we've also seen him do it with good. Mac Jones is good, and all he has around him is still good. Like, I would even say maybe even subpar than some of what Brady was seeing in his last years. You know, like Brandon Cooks was here, and Brandon Cooks is still very serviceable. Minus some of the concussions he's going through, but still, if Brandon Cook stepped back on this team, he'd be the number one receiver easily, right? So, yeah, that's just where my disappointment is with the, with the Patriots. Is you know you have something good in Mac Jones. It's not great yet. It can be, but sometimes someone who's good needs to see what greatness looks like and be able to work with it. And Mac doesn't play defense. All right, we end the show next here. Late Night, W-E-E-I with KJ. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you so much for spending your time here with Late Night on W-E-E-I. I'm KJ, at KJ Carson on Twitter. Of course, at W-E-E-I. Ethan, you want to give out your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at Ethan Hristodoulou. Good luck spelling that. It's A-T-H-A-N-H-R-I-S-T-O-D-U-L-U. Oh yeah, spelling bees. Yeah, what, what did it hit the the bell when you get it wrong? Or, <laughs> or oh. so if, if if you missed any of the show, remember you can get the Odyssey app. It's free. Uh, download it and go to Late Night, and you can play back everything. In fact, you can even go uh, within the next couple of minutes and just re rack it 
inside of the live, and you could start the show over from there where talked about the Red Sox and just how they're falling apart and literally how Alex Cora in his postgame sounded like a disappointed parent telling their kid all the different chores and things they don't do around the house. You don't clean your room. You don't wash the dishes. I have to bug you to take out the trash. Stuff that I kind of still hear in my life now. But but I don't get $30 million a year. And, of course, with Chris Sale with the broken pinky and already starting the song of dance of, well, I hope to be back. Come on, man. You're not coming back. But the song and dance sounds great. Had a good conversation uh, regarding LeBron James' comments about Boston and how they feel and being racist, stuff like that. It's all worth checking out, right? So remember, the Odyssey app is free. Uh, Download it and then type in late night. Or you can even type in KJ and it'll populate all the times of here. Man, Ethan, thank you again for being here, man. I haven't been in here in like a couple of weeks. So it's like when I come back in at this time of night, my body's kind of like, why aren't you up watching television or half sleep? That's how I feel whenever I'm not working the overnights and I have to try to exist during the day. Oh, man. Ken's got me on this crazy hamster wheel. So I'll be back tomorrow night, 10 p.m. WEEI. Have a good one. See ya. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.